The following sermon is by Stephen Tillis, pastor of Emanuel Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Please visit us at 2100 Noble Road in Raleigh or on the web at ebcraleigh.com. And now, here's Pastor Steve. Brothers and sisters, would you take your Bibles this evening and turn to the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament, Luke 22. While others are finding their place to seat, um, we boast this evening only in the name of Jesus Christ and not of ourselves. So I want to clap right now. We want Christ to receive all of the glory. But uh, I just want to thank those who uh, served us tonight uh, through uh, instrument, through voice, and uh, just praise God. It's, it's wonderful to worship the Lord Jesus Christ together. I also want to thank you for uh, coming tonight to worship. I get a sense in my heart just listening to the music and listening to us sing as a corporate body that uh, there are some people that have come tonight. Uh, you could have been anywhere else, could have done anything else, might have been out to eat, could have done a lot of things, but uh, some people tonight have come here genuinely to uh, have a, a solemn heart before the Lord and think about the crucifixion and to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I thank you for uh, joining us tonight. Luke chapter number 22, verse number 14 through verse number 23. And then I'll make a few words, say a few words about this passage, and we'll take the Lord's Supper together. Verse number 14. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table, and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. When he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink the fruit of the vine from now until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And... In the same way, he took the cup, and after he had eaten, saying, This cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of one betraying me is with mine on the table. For indeed, the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. But woe to the man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to discuss among themselves which one of them was, might be the one who is going to do this thing. Uh, from this small passage this evening, I, I simply want to center us around the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, John Stott once said that uh, if the cross is not central to your religion, then whatever religion you have, you do not have the religion of Jesus Christ. So I want us to understand that there is a centrality in the Scripture to the cross work of Christ. We certainly want to remember the resurrection, and we certainly don't want to uh, cut up all of the ministry of the Lord Jesus. We want to remember the person of Christ and all that He's done, but we want to remember this evening His cross work for us. 
Let me draw your attention in this passage just to three small little phrases that maybe you can take with you tonight and meditate, pray about. Maybe tomorrow you'd wake up and sometime through the day just have these rolling through your mind and then as you would come on Sunday to worship the risen King Jesus, these would come to fruition. Look with me, if you will, back at verse 14 to verse number 16. He says, When the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you, notice here, before, and here it is, I suffer. And look on the back end of that phrase in verse number 16, for I say to you, I shall never again eat this until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. You see, brothers and sisters, what Jesus is saying here is they are eating the Passover dinner together. They are looking back into the book of Exodus, back to the Old Testament, and they are remembering how God delivered His people through judgment and through the blood of an innocent sacrifice out of Egypt. And so when they put the blood of the innocent lamb over the uh, doorpost or over the lintel and over the doorpost that that night when the death angel passed through God watched over and delivered his people in the Old Testament in verse number 16 he reminds these disciples he says I'm not going to eat or drink this with you until the coming kingdom and certainly Christ was the inauguration into the kingdom but what he is saying is one day out in the future Jesus Christ will come again and he will do away with all evil and he will exalt his righteousness in all the world and people will rush to him and run to him and worship him that is coming in the future Christ will rule and reign forever. Amen and amen. And in the past in human history, God delivered His people by His blood. And so out of judgment comes deliverance. In the future will come out of judgment will come deliverance. And what stands at the middle of both of these? I suffer. Jesus wants you to know tonight that the only possible way human beings can be delivered out of their sin and out of their shame and out of the background and out of the skeletons that are in your closets and out of that void that you feel in your heart is through the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. In a few minutes when we take the Lord's Supper, we will break the bread and we will drink the juice and we will remember the broken body of Jesus and the blood that was poured out on Calvary for us. Never, ever, ever, ever forget that Jesus must suffer. We read it in Isaiah 53. Our brothers so beautifully sang that song that by His stripes we are healed. That God gives a crushing, a smiting blow to the Son and it requires the death of the Son to deliver us. I was talking with somebody this morning and we were recalling the, the movie The Passion by uh, Mel Gibson and I remember the first time I saw that. Many of you have seen that movie and it's reprehensible at times. There's parts where you want to cover your eyes, you don't even want to look and you see the beaten and the broken body of Jesus and the stripes and all of the horror of the physical pain. But I want to remind you this evening, as you think about the cross and as you see the pictures on magazines and you see the specials that come on television, 
crucifixion and you notice all of the physical violence that happened to Jesus, all of the physical violence that the Scripture depicts to us does not compare to the internal spiritual violence of your sin and my sin being laid upon the life of Jesus Christ. Every lie we've ever told, every time we've ever gossiped, everything we've ever stolen... Every commandment that has ever been broken by every human being deserves infinite judgment against a holy God. And Jesus died for us, suffering the pain of hell on the cross of Calvary. Let me show you a second phrase to remember this weekend. Look with me, if you will, at verse 17 to 20. And notice the repetition of these, this phrase. For you. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup, and after he had eaten, saying, this is the cup which is poured out for you. My dear friends, I, I tell you tonight, we, we, we don't have a long time, and so we could go into the coal mine of the cross, and we could dig out multiple diamonds and look at every facet, and I want you to understand that fundamentally when Jesus dies on the cross, He dies to the glory of God first, and then for our good. But in this passage, when Jesus talks to His disciples, and when in this place in the Bible, He wants everyone in this room to know that when He goes to the cross, yes, He does it for the world, but He does does it for you. There is a personal nature to the cross. God loves you, and He gave His only Son to die on the cross so that you might have eternal life. When you leave here this evening, I want you to remember the broken body is for you and the blood poured out is for you. And so you matter. You're valuable because Christ loved us enough to come and die for us. I'm not sure what you're facing in your life. Maybe you're visiting with us for the first time this evening and you say, man, I'm skeptical. I don't know about all this. I just came with a friend. We want you to understand that wherever you are right now in your life, whatever you're going through, Jesus Christ died for you to save you from your sins, to save you from your anguish, to save you from all of the things that are entangling your life. Jesus died for you. Let me quickly say this. In a moment, we'll take the Lord's Supper and we'll break this bread and we'll drink this juice. And Jesus, Jesus has before them bread and juice, does He not? And so he says, he breaks it off and he says, take this bread, this is my body. Now, brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that when Jesus broke the bread and gave it to the brothers and sisters that were there, he could not have possibly meant that the bread actually became his body because how could he possibly be in reality in front of them breaking the bread and the bread in reality be the body? You see, that would be illogical. No, there's a symbolism that's going on here. Jesus is breaking the bread and he was saying, this this bread should remind you of what I have done for you. Let me see if I can give you an illustration of what this would look like. Last May, my best friend died of bladder cancer. And uh, he was 63. 
Not very old at all, 63. And I know what you're thinking, man, how is your best friend 63 years old, right? He was a pastor, he's my mentor, taught me just about everything I know. And periodically we would meet and he would give me books from his library. And uh, he had one of those uh, embossers, you know what I'm talking about? And uh, he would sign the front of the book and he'd give me books. And, and earlier this week, uh, in my office, there's a book there with his, with his name and I, I know that it came from him. And I hold that book in my hand. That book has no spiritual power. That book is made of paper and ink, just like every other book. In fact, to you, it might not be that, that special at all. It's just a book. That's all it is. It's just a book. And brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that this right here, this is just bread. But when I pick that book up, and I hold it in my hands, and I see the notes that he has written under it, My heart is strangely warmed. Do you have anything like that in your life? You have something from your grandparents or mother or father? Or do you have any memories around your house that when you pick that up, when you hold that, there's nothing special in it, there's no superpower in that, but you, you understand when you pick that up that there is a strangeness in your own soul that you identify and you remember and you long and you think about what that person meant to you in your life. So Jesus Christ takes bread and he takes wine. And at the Last Supper, he gives them a piece of bread and he says, every time you come together as a group and you break this bread together, when you touch it with your hands and when you put it in your mouth and when you take it into your soul, I want you to think of me. Every time you drink that juice, I want you to remember what's about to happen, that my blood's going to be poured out. And that's what the Lord does for us. I suffer for you. In just a minute when we come down and we get the bread and we take the juice and we go back, I'd like for you to think about for a moment maybe some picture that's hanging on your wall that reminds you of mom and dad or your grandparents. I'd like you to take just a moment. We want to focus on Jesus, but this is a way to get us to do that. Maybe you'd think even right now of some memorabilia you have in your house. Maybe it's a hat or a jacket or something. And when you pick it up, it's no superpower. But somehow in your hands, it carries your mind to that person. When you take this bread and you take this juice and you hold it in your hands and you put it in your body, Jesus says, I want you to remember that I died for you. And I rose again that you might have eternal life. Let me just show you one more point and we'll finish. Look down there at the end of the text. Man, it takes a strange curve here. I mean, Jesus is sweetly talking to His disciples. And look at the end here. Look at, if you would, um, maybe... Verse 21 to 23. Jesus is being sweet and intimate. He's talking about His death. And then look what He says here. But behold, the hand of one betraying Me is with Mine on the table. For indeed, the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. And woe to that man by whom He is betrayed. And they began, look, they began discussing to themselves, which one? Which one? So maybe you just take those three phrases in your own heart, in your own life tonight. I suffer. Christ suffers for you. That is for me and for you. 
But they all say, which one? Who's going to betray you? And you know, isn't it just like us? I'm sure you're just like me. Most of us in here this evening, you're thinking in your own heart, you're thinking, I identify with the disciples. I love Jesus. I'm sure I might be a Peter, but I'll get right sooner or later. I, I might be the beloved John and lay my head on the breast of Jesus. I, I may be Thomas, but I may be doubting Thomas, but at least I'm Thomas. I'm in the fold. Not one of us in here this evening thanks for a very moment that you're Judas, but the truth of the matter is we're all Judas. At some point or other in our life. Christ came into the world to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm not a tear-jerking preacher. I just want to explain the Word of God to you. I was thinking, uh, I came in here earlier, and um, you know, preachers always want to sing in the praise team, but we don't have good enough voices to do so. So I came in here before we started and jumped up on stage and started singing, and everything went south in a hurry. They, they would rather me sit down. They don't want me. Don't laugh too loud now. I was up here singing, and uh, my little boy... Uh, he's uh, just a little bit over one, and so uh, he's figured out how to walk, and now he's figured out how to run. And, uh, but he, he kind of does it a little bit. He won't hear this. It'll be years and years before he hears this. He kind of waddles a little bit like a penguin. <laughs> little J.J. was in the back, and uh, so I'm standing up here, and here he comes. And he's kind of staggering a little bit here and there. He comes down here, man, I just go down and pick him up. I love, man, I love that little man. I just want to squeeze him till he pops. You know what I mean? You ever love somebody so much? Like you just put him in like a straight jacket of love, just hug him till like a rib cracks or something. I, I don't know. I love him. The truth of the matter is, I don't want to divert your attention, but he's right there. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, one day my little boy will grow up into a man. And he'll be just as lost as Judas. And if he doesn't come to the place in his own heart where he realizes, I am a sinner and I failed God and that Jesus suffered on the cross and He did so for me. And if he doesn't see that his own hands are on the table as guilty, caught red-handed and say, Oh Christ, have mercy on me. He'll be forever lost. I say to you this evening as friends, many of you I, I know, brothers and sisters, why don't you meditate this weekend on the cross of Jesus Christ? Others of you visiting with you, I, I, don't, I don't know who you are, but I, I love you from the Scripture. And I say to you, come to Christ. He suffered for you. He bled for you. He took all of your sin into Himself that you might have eternal life. He died on the cross and rose again so that right now in your own heart and even all of us as saved people, let us just think through the Gospel. Instead of asking, which one? Is it Him? Is it Him? Is it Him? Is it her? Not to me. I'm the one that needs the Gospel. I'm the one that needs the sacrifice of Jesus. And so do you. Would you bow your heads with me and close your eyes for a minute?
Let me, let me have a word of prayer for you, and then I'll give you some instructions about our Lord's Supper. Now, Father, I pray for people that are here this evening. I pray that You'd encourage them and strengthen them. I pray that for all of us, You'd help us to focus on the cross of Jesus Christ for us, the pouring out of Your life, that we may have our sins taken away and new life given to us, that we might worship You and walk with You. We thank You for the resurrection, Lord. I pray for maybe my friend that would be here this evening that doesn't know you, maybe a little skeptical, a little standoffish. I pray that in their own life right now that, that you would just bring knowledge to them that, that following their own path, going their own way, trying to live life in their own strength is failing them now and has no hope of success. And I pray that you would invite them to trust you. And that they would lay down their weapons of pride and backgrounds and religion and simply trust Jesus. I pray that. I pray now, Lord, as we enter in upon this time together of the Lord's Supper, that these phrases, I suffer for you, which one? As we come down and we take the bread and we take the juice, I'll be enough of remembering all the memorabilia of loved ones gone by, let us remember you. As we take the bread in and take the juice, let it become Christ in us, the hope of glory. And we'll thank you for it in Christ's name. You've been listening to Stephen Tillis, pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Raleigh. For more information and free access to other messages, please visit us at ebcraleigh.com.